Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hey, welcome back to the Mimi B Podcast. Today, I am posting the audio from a podcast that I recorded with Bailey and Jackie from the What Day Is It podcast. This was initially posted on their podcast, which you guys need to check out. It is so fun and so like relatable, I guess. Like I, every time I listen to it, I'm like, oh my God, yes, me too. Oh my God, yes, me too. So anyway, these two girls are so kind and just great people. And I'm super happy that I got to connect with them. Super grateful that they invited me onto their podcast. As you guys probably heard in the last episode, if you haven't listened to it already, go check it out after this. But the past episode is actually the interview that I did with them on reverse for my podcast. But this one that I'm releasing today They've already posted on their podcast. I am just showing you the audio because, you know, why not? I'll also give you a chance to get to know Bailey and Jackie a bit more and potentially put their podcast on the list of shows that you religiously listen to. I would highly suggest it. I think they're great. I love everything they do. So yeah, here is my interview for the What Day Is It podcast. I hope you enjoy And just a little reminder, this was recorded before the whole craziness, COVID-19, coronavirus craziness. Um, So please just remember that we have been practicing social distancing ever since. I hope you enjoy and I hope you get to discover a little bit more about me in this episode. And again, make sure to go check out the What Day Is It podcast. They're great. All right, friends, we have a really great episode for you this week with Mimi Bouchard, who is a serial entrepreneur and an influencer. Um, She is Canadian, originally from Toronto, and is now living here in Vancouver. She lived in London for a while, and she has some really, really exciting things going on that she talks about in this episode. Um, So if you have like a digital brand or a platform, you're going to want to listen. I'm super pumped for you guys to listen to this episode because I honestly say it in the first few minutes we have so much value within this episode so just get ready to feel inspired have a little kick in your ass about motivation and yeah she's all about women empowering women and she has a podcast as well which we also um were on her podcast i'm not sure when that's coming out but we'll definitely let you know and she gives a ton of um like tips and tricks on wellness and just like how to be more productive and her favorite beauty products. So there's tons to take away from this episode. And you will not believe that she's my age in this episode. She's so educated and I'm so excited for you guys to listen. Enjoy Enjoy the episode, episode. friends. Friendships, we are back at it with Mimi Bouchard here today. I want her to introduce herself today. And hey, we're switching it up. I did the intro line today. Bailey has done it every single episode for 62 episodes. Yeah. Oh my God. 62 (laughs) episodes. I I feel really nervous doing it, but I, I did it, you guys. So Mimi, thank you for being here with us today. We're so excited to have you. Do you want to just dive right in, introduce yourself, where you grew up, what you do, and all of the good stuff that we Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, amazing intro. Oh, 10 you. out of 10. Standing ovation. Woo. Standing ovation. Um, a bit about me. Wow. I have such a long story, but I'll try to sum it all up. I was... I'm from Toronto originally. I moved to London when I was 18 with just the dream of leaving Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) That's my dream. (laughs) That was the dream. No, I I wanted, I I quit university. I dropped out after a year. I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. This life of, you know, just doing what everyone else is doing just isn't for me. It's not my truth. So I, yeah, I, you know, quit school and to keep my parents happy, I took a a course abroad in London um, and just went there, thought for a month and ended up just staying for four years. I got a visa and decided it was something that I really wanted to do for myself, my growth. And when I was there, I, you know, had a fashion blog. I really wanted to get into social media stuff. I was interning at this styling agency, working at a juice bar, trying to make my blog happen, like literally hustling like crazy. And then decided that I wanted to get into TV. Um, And then, you know, I found my old agent and she told me that instead of being a TV presenter, which is what I wanted to do, I should do something like a reality show. So then I ended up um, doing a little publicity stunt for four seasons on this 
reality show in London. And uh, I left that show two years ago, started building my own brand even more. I created my podcast, the Mimi B podcast, and my whole brand that's surrounded around or focused on helping empower women and just helping people become the best version of themselves possible. That's kind of my whole thing. I'm obsessed with it myself, becoming the best version of myself possible in every area of life. So I thought, you know, it would be pretty accurate to create a brand around that to help women do the same because I was always, you know, giving advice to my friends and like always just trying to, you know, be my best self. And I, I always knew that there was that you, you could have it all. My, my belief always, um, you know, since going through all this personal development is that you can have it all. And I wanted to have a platform, create a pa- platform to help people kind of have it all on their own terms I'm doing quotes right now because some people is having it all would be different to others but yeah all in all I have now a huge um you know brand around that and I'm now in Vancouver just moved here from London um a couple months ago with my boyfriend and I'm now into my next business venture um which is the Influencer Academy we'll talk about later but that's just a little bit about me you're such you're a hustler literally I was just gonna say you sound like you've done everything under the sun I've done it also you recapped that so well <laughs> thank so you well. I, don't, I was surprised too. <laughs> I was like uh, uh <laughs> Um, when you left Toronto, did you always know it was going to be London or? Okay. No, I How did that come to be? I only went to London because I, so I started my blog, my fashion blog when that doesn't exist anymore, by the way, because I realized that I wasn't that passionate about that. It was just a way that I could get into social media without being too far in my comfort zone of doing some crazy like personal growth, you know? Um, So London came about because I left uni and my family was like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you need to be successful and happy and do the whatever. My my parents are actually better. That was more like my grandma and like, you know, just society being like, what are you doing? Are you a failure? I'm like, no, I'm actually doing the opposite. I'm trying to be an entrepreneur and like a success so to keep everyone happy I was like all right I'll do a course abroad for a month I found this short course in London I picked London because it was the farthest place away that spoke English and um (laughs) yeah I'd been there like once when I was a kid and that's it and I thought I'd only go there for a month but then being there was like the most eye-opening experience ever I was alone you know and and I was in this new city and I was in such a perfect place to have my brain just completely expand with all the possibility out there you know there's something about being in your hometown and not even just being in your hometown being surrounded by the people that you've known your entire life that know you as a certain person it's really hard to decondition yourself from past beliefs and thought processes and habits right when you're around that so familiar true. self right so being away from that I was like whoa I'm actually like a really different person like not tremendously but like at my core I just like I was different and I was like I need to so I loved that about London how that brought that brought that feeling out of me so yeah I just wanted to take a big risk got a got a two-year working holiday visa and just try to make it work you know and how old were you at this point I was 18. I just feel like you must have been so grown up for your age at that time yeah yeah because a normal 18 year old wouldn't think that way thank you <laughs> no they'd be um, like I'm going there I'm partying my ass off yeah well listen I went through that phase <laughs> oh, <yeah>. for sure <laughs> yeah. but I also grew up really young like I grew up in a big city with a big sister who was a party animal love her but she was crazy she's still at, well she's actually so <laughs> calm now actually um she doesn't even drink that much anymore but yeah you, like edit that out please. no <laughs> she's like me no she no she's amazing but she was a big influence on me growing up really quickly and I always wanted to grow up fast like I always liked being an adult for some reason and I should have looking back like embraced my childhood more but I was always like trying to be you know older and cool when I was was the same yeah and it's like I feel like if you have that entrepreneurial vibe you kind of mm -hmm. gravitate towards that a little bit just Mm -hmm. because you're focused on different things totally but yeah I was the same for sure yeah no it's true because it's like what what is there to do? I don't want to go play. I want to like be with the big kids, right? So I always had that. And um, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, I guess. I guess it's shaped me into who I am today. And I guess that's why, you know, I'm, I'm where I am now at 23. I feel like when I speak to people that are 23, I'm, I can't relate to them. Like they're re- I have two or three, maybe two close friends that are around my age, but, but they're wiser beyond their years as well. I just, I can't relate to people my age now and not saying that in a sense to make people feel like oh I'm better it's not that I just like Mm -hmm. I'm not on that wavelength anymore like I don't go out and party and that's not a value of mine a value of mine is like building my future and like 
you know, being a crazy, amazing businesswoman, having an amazing relationship, like just being who I want to be. And that is not partying. Like, listen, wine here and there is totally fine. But like clubs and like, I just. Oh my gosh, I know. Yeah, no. I'm 23 too. And so I struggle with this all the time with my friends. I think I hit my party stage younger, which I'm so thankful for. And now my friends Mm -hmm. just don't understand why I don't want to go out or why I don't enjoy that. And mm-hmm. I honestly think that it's probably happened in the last year or so, not to make this about me, but like... No, listen. I think when I met Bailey, I was still going out every now and then, but like, mm-hmm. I can't even remember the last time I've been to a club in Vancouver and I'm not mad about it mm-hmm. at all. Like, I just would rather stay home and or go to work and make money. That's just what I value more in life than spending $10 on a tequila shot. Yeah. The worst $10 you'll ever spend. <laughs> For <laughs> over the next Literally. day. But how do you deal with people like that then? Like when, well, I guess you said you only I want to help inspire them. Like I, yeah. I was there, maybe it was a few years ago or whatever, but like everyone that I speak to, I like try to relate to in some way. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if they're like, oh, like you're just like, you're, you know, you're taking yourself too seriously. Like live your life, have fun. I'm like that. This is my version of fun. Like hundred percent. Think, think of it as sad, but like my version of fun is like, waking up early having an amazing morning routine like going on a workout like going on a long walk like having intellectual conversation like you know just smashing it in every area of my life like I feel genuinely truly good doing that and I always felt like I was lying to myself when I was in that party mode and I was just trying to make everyone else think I was cool and I was just trying to be something I wasn't I don't think anyone truly loves partying like I, I think it's more something for your ego to like or like an escape it's yeah, never really escape. like a true yeah, it's not passion, a true yeah. Pa- yeah it's not so yeah I just I've learned I guess over the years that that's kind of who I am as a person um but again like I had my crazy phase and I had to go through that to learn that like I was I grew up super quickly like I was you know like going to high school dances on drugs like you know mm-hmm. like I was like 12 fucking 14 like sorry can I swear no yeah okay good (laughs) like I and I look back at this younger version of me and I'm like oh I just want to give her a big hug like she was so insecure and she just wanted to make the world see her as this thing that she wasn't to be cool but like no like the Mm -hmm. true you what I wish I could tell my younger self is that like the true you is actually the most amazing special thing about you stop trying to be like everyone else stop trying to be that like stop trying to fit in like Mm -hmm. that's not how you're ever going to be happy see success have everything you want in life it's not by fitting in it's by being the you and like have confidence that she's good enough you know I think that's so important and I think it's so special that you figured that out at such a young age Mm -hmm. Uh, because honestly some people don't even ever figure that out Mm -hmm. like I definitely didn't come into that at 23 I feel Mm -hmm. like I've just started coming into that in my late 20s and most people don't yeah that's like my mission is to help mm -hmm. people like, I don't want to, you know, what I, when I do podcasts and I talk about my story, I don't want people to be like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not there and I'm like 40. It's like, no, it's, this is not, like, it's not to make people feel bad about not being there. And trust me, I still have so much work to do. Like I'm internally going through so much, you know, reconstruction, I guess at the, at the moment. Um, but you know, it's not that it's to like, if you can just do it now, that's the, that's the most important thing. Cause I actually have a huge, one of my big bad things that I'm trying to still deal with is like being okay with who I used to be like forgiving my past self and like not having shame towards her like the amount of shame after I've realized this is was not who I wanted to be then flooded in all this shame about who I used to be and that was like and actually still affects me to this day like I'm really working on it like I'm literally meditating twice a day on it and I do like so much around that we, we can talk about later but like just like really trying to work on like forgiving myself and be like not thinking about the past just thinking about now and the future and being excited about it and loving and having compassion for my old self so interesting because we like if you approach it as if this were your best friend Mm -hmm. you would probably treat them so differently and like you wouldn't hold judgment over the way that you treat yourself and like I feel like we're all so hard on ourselves and letting go of that is so challenging but it's so powerful if you can I honestly I don't think you people ever fully really are ever done evolving or growing and I think that if you think you are it's just your mindset but I love your personal development and I love how committed you are too Mm -hmm. because I think it's so important and I want to stay the same way too and like always be challenging myself there's no other option no there's no other option and what you said about growth is so true like I hope I never get to the point where I'm like oh 
that's it you know i always want to be working towards be boring something. like as i want beings, yeah as human beings we're meant to be goal setters if you're not growing you're dying i always want to have a goal you know and i think that's why even you speak to the most successful people on earth and they're like yeah i'm a billionaire but like i want more or like they're not fulfilled in some area and it's like a it's because you need to learn to be happy where you are now and b it's because as in your nature you want to always have more and be better but I think there's this perfect dance in between those where it's like you're happy in the moment while striving for more and that's what I'm trying to work on now I love that I love that we're in our first like 12 minutes and we have so many good things you that no I literally I'm like no taking over here oh my god amazing time um you just gotta gotta go and get deep you know you're so well spoken (laughs) thank you okay so I know you just moved here (laughs) but and I know it's probably no typical day in the life of Mimi, yes. but what right now does a day in the life look like for you? An ideal day or like a realistic day? Both. Let's do both. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do a mix of both. So ideal day is wake up at 530 and... I love how the voice goes into the yeah, ideal it's like voice. The, it's like the ideal Mimi voice. <laughs> wake up at 530 with, you know, not having nightmares the night before, really well rested, waking up on my back. So I sleep on my back with no pillow, which is great for my spine. <laughs> I love this. Oh my God, Drink this some great. water, um, open the blinds, cuddle my boyfriend quickly, and then go to the bathroom, get ready. Um, you know, go to the kitchen, have make a green tea, because as we were talking about before starting recording, I've been quitting the coffee for a little bit, which is very painful, but we're just doing it for a month or two. Just had to, you know not have so much adrenal fatigue. Um, but yeah, have make a green tea, do a morning routine. So I don't check my phone. My phone's actually in the other room. It's not in my bedroom um, until I'm done my morning routine. So I come to the kitchen. I do, I make a green tea, have some water, uh, sit on my big cozy chair behind you guys. And um, I take my journals out, which are also next to that chair. And I go through everything that I want to like all my current goals I have like so many written out things like I'm such a writer I write out like what I want what my future wants to look like what I'm manifesting at the moment like my big goals and then I have my other journal where I'm writing like my day-to-day hey today is February 26th these are my to-dos for the day because that's like the first thing I need to put on paper in the morning before doing the other stuff it's like what do I need to do today because it's always in my mind and then um then I write like my affirmations like my I write over my goals pen to paper every day um just like really imprint them in my mind and um yeah I do a bit of journaling just like what's on my mind how am I feeling like was I you know being nice to myself yesterday or mean to myself yesterday what went wrong like how can I you know whatever evolve in in a positive way and then after I do that um I will meditate so this is the ideal day by the way the unideal day is I do all of this maybe wake up um put my alarm on for whatever 5 30 and then leave bed at six is a more realistic day because I cuddle my warm boyfriend and it's so nice in the morning (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah and then I on more of a realistic day I'll come do my journaling and then maybe I'll check my phone before my meditation just to be real um ideally though I won't until after the meditation but sometimes I get like anxiety in the morning about like oh like did this like when my business partners call me like is something going on because we're going through a really big launch right now um and uh yeah so I'll do that. But I really, the meditation is a non-negotiable these days. A lot of the time in the past, I've been like, oh no, I let it off today. But like for my mentality right now, because of everything I'm trying to do and work on, I, it's a non-negotiable. I'm such a believer. Mornings really set your day up. It, there, it, There's no doubt about it. There's no, nobody can come and tell me that morning routines don't matter because your morning set the tone for your day. Your day's become your weeks. Your weeks become your months. Your months become your years. Like it literally is the, number one thing that's changed my life a morning routine how long is your morning routine typically so if I'm not in a rush like if I don't have meetings and stuff that morning ideally it will be like an hour and a half (laughs) but you can do it in 30 minutes I've done a quick you can do like your quick version or your long version um yeah I like to just do it slowly I like to like really savor it like maybe refill my green tea glass like five times with hot water and just like really sit on my cozy couch. The meditation thing is amazing. I do these Joe Dispenza meditations. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've heard of him. So Alexis Haynes recommended. Oh, okay. Yeah. He is like this, he's a doctor of sorts. He is like incredible at like talking about and also helping you kind of touch into like your energetic space, the quantum field. And like, it's a lot about manifesting stuff. So his, his, meditations are like 30 minutes long so they're kind of long but 
you like this morning's one I almost like cried at the end of it because it's like so intense it's like amazing Ooh. but sometimes I get something different out of it every time I do it so sometimes I'm just like yeah whatever and then this morning was like so powerful and I was like so flooded with like gratitude and it's just amazing so I do that and then yeah and then I'll have a maybe a little bite to eat like this morning I had some yogurt and then I went to the gym um did a workout hopefully you know on an ideal day I'll work out or do some sort of movement like yoga or even walking every day like I really think that helps with my mentality as well um so I'll do that and then but if I'm working and I'm super busy with meetings that day I'll just get right into work um but try to like maybe book in a yoga for later or something but yeah if, uh, for during the day these days it's been really all over the place I'm as I mentioned in the middle of a big launch with my new company um not my company I'm a partner in it um it's called the Influencer Academy. Um, and it's launching very soon, probably when this podcast is released. And it's the first ever certified online program for people that want to become influencers or grow a following online. And the two guys that co-created it, um, Randy and Dan, my partners, they helped create Canada's biggest for-profit education company in all of history in Canada. So they have a lot of education background. They're well-seasoned businessmen. Um, so I'm really lucky to be working alongside of them. Really, really lucky uh, to be learning from them. And it's just such an amazing opportunity and experience that is a big reason why I came to, well, the reason I came to Vancouver for right now. Um, so yeah, with that, with the launch, there's so many things that, you know, come into oh, yeah. play. <laughs> so um, lots of meetings back and forth and, you know, sometimes working till late, but going to nighttime really quickly. Our new thing since Ben has been here, my boyfriend just uh, came to Vancouver from London and our new thing is like not having technology in the bedroom past like 8 p.m. and just like having us time or like reading or just like just catching up on the day so that's a big thing and then we go to bed at like nine <laughs> so early I know but like I'm taking advantage of the fact his jet lag still isn't gone I'm like we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna go to bed early <laughs> is he usually a night owl no, he's just normal, like okay. normal, like go to bed at like 11, like yeah. whatever, like a normal thing. But like, I don't know. I just, I've been trying to be so good with this because I've been sleeping like nine hours a night because of how exhausted I am from like the long days. Um, so yeah, that's what an ideal day slash realistic these days day looks like. I want you to walk us through your meditation routine. And you said you use Joe Dispenza. Do you use that? Do, do you access that on your laptop? Do you access that on like, what does that yeah. look like for you? So I do either two things. I either do a Joe Dispenza meditation or I'll listen to like just some calm music on like uh, Relax Melodies, the app. It's just like a thunderstorm kind of mix that I made. Um, but most mo most mornings, if I have like the 22, 23 minutes of the Joe Dispenza meditation is, the morning meditation, uh, I'll do that. So what I did is I bought it on his website and then I just like transferred it over to my phone and it's on my files, my phone. So I just listened to that. But it's like it's you need to learn about his work before doing it because it's kind of woo woo it's like the I, I love the you, woo woo yeah though. I love the woo <laughs> so like it's really it's like all these different sounds trigger parts of your brain waves and it's a lot about like at the beginning you like you know get being you're in touch with like your energy centers and like you feel the energy around you and like then you're like thinking about what you want like the morning meditation is a lot about like think about what you want and what you're attracting into your world and what think about now like what you don't want to do in your day and then now think back about what you want and like where you're going to be in the future and then you know that's it like it's it's kind of like a it's a, it's beautiful though it's really incredible and um I really highly suggest it and highly suggest his work in general I'm going to check everyone. it out because I actually haven't Ever you should listen to the podcast he did on the Goop podcast. Ooh, okay. So that's a really good introduction Intro. to him. Um, or any of the podcast interviews he's done, like Lewis Howe's podcast. He's done a really amazing one on. But he just talks about like, so basically, I guess this is a Joe Dispenza podcast, but he was in a big accident and like healed himself. Like when he, the doctors told Whoa. him he could never be healed, he could never walk again. He literally healed himself with his mind because he really believed in the mind-body connection. His whole thing is that like, to take control of your physical circumstance, you need to first control your mind and think in a certain way. So anyway, he's amazing and I just am obsessed with all of his work and just curious for our friendships. Also curious for me how much is the program? Oh, it's like really cheap. And then you it gives you one for every single morning. No, 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 it's the same one. Okay. 
It's the same. You just buy the, it's really like old school. You go on his website. It's not like an app. It's not, none of that. He should. There's so much potential with his brand. I'm like, oh my God. But he, he's He's so busy. Yeah. (laughs) No, he's like, he's just like traveling the world doing Mm -hmm. events. Like he's so busy. But yeah, you go on his website and you buy, there are so many meditations. I also like the walking meditation, but he does, um, I just, I use the morning. It's like a package, the morning and evening meditations. And, um, I just do the morning one every morning and it's the same one. It's honestly so interesting so nice to meditate. I would love to get into it. It'll happen one day. We say this every time we talk to someone. Who yeah, meditates. we do. <laughs> no, um, I'm serious. Like it's I, I was the same and I still don't do it every single day. It's consistency with anything. You have to like keep yeah, it consistent and make you're it a habit. You're rewiring your brain mm-hmm. and like imagine 30 minutes a day of like intensely visualizing what you want. Like that shit's powerful. Yes. <laughs> What's something that you do every day though that most people wouldn't guess you do like it can be something weird or funny or just like a guilty pleasure oh my god that's such a good question well people probably like know my whole life like if they listen to either <laughs> to the podcast or like watch my stories I feel like I'm most real on my podcast and Instagram stories not even like I I'm with my Instagram feed I'm like it's just not the real me I'm just, I don't know how to do it with the real me without my feed looking shitty so <laughs> um but no I I think that's such a good question I think something that people don't realize I do oh this is a good one it's not really a thing that I do but it's more how I think I'm like really hard on myself and I'm like I don't practice what I preach a lot of the time I so think that's, that's so human everyone. though no I know but I think a lot of people don't realize that yeah like mm-hmm. a lot of the girls that follow my stuff and they message me they're like oh like how do you do it all the time I'm like I don't like I preach it and I try now to show more of when I don't do it but like it's one big misconception of the people that follow and listen to me it's like I actually don't do it all the time and I really struggle a lot of the time. Like I'm not this like doing it all perfect. Like, you know, no, like I really often struggle and like I'm really hard on myself sometimes and I'm like, sometimes I just don't give a fuck and I'm just like, I'm just gonna, you know, do you have anything that you do in those moments when like you are having a harder time? Cause I think it's so human and everybody obviously has those days. And especially when you are doing something that is more public or Mm -hmm. like you are trying to inspire people and sharing and that's your brand. It can be really hard to kind of like mentally work through that. Yeah, I know it's really hard. I'm so lucky to have such a supportive boyfriend that is like my best friend in the world. And like, we just talk about everything and he really he his way of thinking is very analytical he's like engineering background like he's very like good for me in that way because it's like I can literally be like oh like I'm just stressing out because of this this and this he's like Mimi you know what to do just do it like you know you know what to do it's don't stop stressing out like you know just it's like a science experiment like if you put enough hours into this or if you do this like it's, you're just gonna get the results so don't worry he's like you're fine and so he really helps me but also I think journaling like if, if I'm in that mood like if I talk to myself about it I think becoming best friends with myself has been like the biggest game changer for me in the world because like I can literally talk to myself on paper and be like, girl you're fine relax take a deep breath like be your own supporter like don't be don't hate yourself. Like, don't be like, oh, I'm going to punish myself for eating this bad thing. So I'm just going to punish myself and work out until I hate, you know, what? it's like, no, no. And it doesn't mean that those like negative thoughts are going to go away. But They're if not. you're at least putting the positive ones in there, you're, you can kind of focus on that. Like I try to do that as much mm-hmm. as possible too, because everybody has that self-talk. Mm-hmm. But like, I even tell my friends when they're having like shitty days, I'm like, just challenge those thoughts with positive thoughts Mm -hmm. and the more often you can kind of focus on doing that the easier it becomes make your dominant thought your good self like your happy self I call her my superwoman self everyone that listens to my stuff will know that but my superwoman self is like my higher self best version of me like I can act like her like when I do podcasts and stuff and speak like I feel like I am her but then when I'm like in my really low state I'm like not her I have like a really funny nickname for like my weak self I I don't like calling her my weak self anymore because that's quite rude but like my like (laughs) child self that like is really mean to myself or whatever like I I try to I I actually heard this on someone else's podcast I forget who's but it was advice to people to like get rid of that like negative mentality it's like what to do it's like okay when you notice it being present like give it a funny name so you don't take it seriously and you're just like oh like you know whatever so mine's Gertrude I love it Gertrude. we had Rob Beauty talks yeah, on and she calls really? it Becky yeah Becky that's so yeah. funny like the so, Beyonce yeah. Becky yeah like Becky that's yeah. hilarious <laughs> so. I'll be like Gertie stop Gertie like, yeah like it. Gertie I don't it. I try it's not like ingrained yet I'm still like I do it sometimes and not every single time because it's hard to catch 
but that's like one tip that has helped me and like i'm just like gertie like no like be realistic like (laughs) i love that name oh my gosh um okay so before we dive into tia because i have so many questions on that um I want to talk a little bit about like your day-to-day routine because you're like so in shape, glowing, gorgeous, kind. Like we talked a little bit about your inner development, but as girls, always curious about the other stuff. Yes, of course. (laughs) So what are like some of your favorite products that you use every day? Like do you, can you give us maybe three beauty products and like three wellness products? 100%. So beauty, I, I actually try a lot of new things a lot. Um, so like just being I guess in this industry you get sent a lot or given a lot for free which is amazing and they're all like really high quality items so I do actually think like alternating some skincare stuff and beauty stuff is good sometimes um but the one constant product or the one line of products that I constantly use um are the Radford products um Victoria Radford is based in Toronto she's actually like a mentor of mine a really good friend she has these incredible products and um yeah, I use those a lot. She has this exfoliant that I use as a mask and has like enzymes in it. So it eats up all of okay, like your... I'm going to have to go shopping for this because your skin's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I just got microneedling at Skin Girls like <laughs> two days ago. Um, but I liked getting treatments and stuff, but I'm wearing makeup as well. Like I actually have had many breakouts recently because of stress related, like around the chin. Um, but yeah, from like a product perspective, the exfoliant enzyme exfoliant from radford um and you use that as the mask yeah yeah for 10 minutes in the morning i do it sometimes when i do my morning routine and then like all the radford stuff like the face cream super hydrating like i love like a lot of their beauty stuff as well they have makeup like the tint lip stuff um we actually did like a collaboration a few months ago that we're relaunching in march um radford and i and like i have a bundle which is like it comes in a really cute like makeup case and it's like the exfoliant and like my favorite lip tint my favorite um like tinted moisturizer like so there is if you guys want to check that out just go to like radford's instagram and see if it's live yet but they're doing it for like a big discount so really cool thing um and then wellness though um I've been using spirulina in my smoothies these days and it like really feels it smells I, so bad, but it's so I know. good for you. <laughs> you I have feel a specific like, one? Honestly, this is gonna okay, so I have like two bottles of pills, like the, from like vital proteins, like the spirulina pills, and I don't like taking them as pills. So I just open the pills and just put them oh, into okay. my smoothies. I just put one pill in my smoothie every morning. Um so that's kind of what I've been doing lately. I don't know like if it's working yet, but I feel like it is. Like I feel good about that um wellness related though as well like I think sweating is amazing like going to hot yoga if you have an infrared sauna around you like oh my god that's so good for you I I haven't done that in ages but I really want to do that and then um another wellness tip can it be a tip not like a product yeah Yeah, of course um massages I know that sounds like (laughs) really like I know it's not available to everyone but to treat myself I'll get a massage and like a I found this um like a random like Asian place down the road that does like really cheap like feet massage for foot massage and back massages and it's like so good honestly so I I go there massages are so good not only for your body because it's like yeah lymphatic drainage and like working on your muscles but it's also your mind like you can meditate you can calm down like unplug yeah as a human if if you're on a budget start with the feet massages yeah there's good places Mm -hmm. in burnaby if you're local to the area yeah yeah your foot's such a like a nervous system for your whole body it holds yeah a lot of tension totally yeah like reflexology is crazy all that stuff but yeah that's like the pure form of self-care that i literally love and you don't need to go to a super fancy place like go to one of the random places that are like or if you have a boyfriend just make him give you one no they don't do it as good (laughs) they don't do it as good yeah they actually don't do it as good they always want to end up having sex yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) not that that's a bad thing but when you're just in the mood for a massage yes i know um is there something though that you've tried or like just one thing you've discovered that has like really really changed your overall wellness or beauty routine like just that one thing that you've felt was like a catalyst okay this is gonna sound so classic but water yeah i agree water you notice the second you stop drinking it oh my god and like when you're doing things that dehydrate you like too much caffeine or too much salt or something and then you don't have enough water it's like migraine skin dry head hurt like everything Mm -hmm. so it's just like a ton of good filtered water it's like i think the universal how much water do you drink in a day i'm so curious honestly like three and a half liters or four sometimes it depends yeah. I try for three it's so hard for me though I like will yeah. try 
minimum two. I want to get a Hydro Flask. I don't know where to buy them. Oh, they're everywhere. Amazon. Like Amazon. Yeah. But I, I can't. I can find the one with the straw that I want. Oh, oh I know which one you want. Um, I'll send you a link. Okay, I'm pretty sure you. I know where you can get it. <laughs> I, that's, I, I think that'll help. I do think though the water thing can honestly reduce anxiety uh, easily. I just started in the last, I'd say, like, honestly, when I start friendships, when I started working for Bailey, I didn't drink a lot of water at all. <laughs> I'm just changing your no, life. No, honestly, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even Getting you, you out of the club, no getting offense. you hydrated. No offense, it wasn't you. <laughs> but I just started drinking water because I started going to the gym a little bit more. And then I realized how much it affects your day. And it's mm-hmm. so important. And um, Delaney Childs posts this one on her story all the time. It's got actually, the times on it. I yeah. don't use it, but I heard it's really good and it tells you when you need to finish a certain amount of water by the hour. I just don't think I would Listen tune into to my it. water yeah. bottle that often. I think I drink more water than that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you do. Because well. it's just, I think, I would say that's probably like a liter. Yeah. yeah. The one she has. But, um, oh my God, I lost my turn of thought. Oh no, I was going to say, someone told me once that they're like, think of your body needs water to like cleanse itself. So if you were drinking a cup of water a day, could you shower with a cup of water? Like you're giving your insides a shower with water. So you have to think about how much water you're consuming to be able to actually do that. Mm, I never thought about it that way. Which really stuck with me. I never thought about it that way. That's so good. Oh, one more longevity, wellness, beauty tip, intermittent fasting. Okay. I've started doing this. Like you, you only need to do it for like 15 hours. Like, or whatever, 14 hours, 16 hours. My ideal sweet spot is like 16 hours, but usually it's more like 14, 15 um, these days because I, I don't really like working out on an empty stomach and I'll have like a bite of something. But um, it really makes you feel amazing because everything is linked to your digestion. Mm-hmm. Like skin, hair, beauty, bloat, everything is linked to your digestion. And when you give your digestion a break for X amount of time, like everything just works like it's called autophagy it's like cell renewal and like you know your body basically has the effort and time to eat up at like the bad you know skin cells or or cells inside your body that could be toxic or whatever I'm not explaining it well at all (laughs) you're doing better than I would (laughs) but it's really amazing and I've noticed that a lot like when I'm eating clean and doing intermittent fasting my skin everything is better uh friendships if you don't know what intermittent fasting is it's when you essentially eat for like from say 11 to 7 or like 11 to 8 and you just eat within those hours and then you're giving your body that fasting state where it can actually like giving your digestion a break what times do you usually eat yeah so sometimes I don't count like this morning I had like a little bit of yogurt like literally three spoonfuls before the gym um so I don't really count that like if it's under a hundred calories they say it's fine to, to not count in your fast um but honestly usually from 11 to 6 or like 10 to five like I'm a really early dinner eater that's another thing I don't like eating late um, right, all, if you're going to I bed do early. like it but I don't <laughs> like to do it we all like it yes, yeah exactly um but I guess everyone's different because remember um oh my god what the heck Dr. Grace said that on our podcast she said that it's you should she only said do it's it not a long-term thing for a few months and then reset again just for your metabolism and then like do it in basically periods of time hmm. yeah I think there are so many different people that say different things yeah. like I actually yeah. was listening to a podcast this morning a doctor saying that women shouldn't do it at all but then I also listen to podcasts that say like it's amazing for you I just think listening to your body is the best yeah I've gone through I, I actually do you know what I do I practice intuitive eating so if I'm really hungry I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna eat till 11 because I'm intermittent fasting. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that I'm just gonna be like okay I'm gonna listen to my body um so I've now taught my body to be hungry at 11 and then five and you know Mm -hmm. and in the middle but like I think to each their own I think women doing really long-term fasts like 24-hour fasts often probably isn't good because of hormones and stuff but I think intermittent fasting is a very natural thing if you Mm -hmm. think about primarily back in the day like we that's what we did you know like we didn't have food on a plate all the time like and it's good like you know to to have periods of not eating yeah i think it's just listening to your body like you said i'm mm-hmm. curious you said that you don't like to work out on an empty stomach do you have a reason behind that, just, that oh just i just feel body? faint like i i just oh, like that having, energy yeah yeah See, I'm, i feel more sick if i work out with food in my stomach well i don't want to just eat and then go it's more and i don't want to have a big meal yeah. i literally had like three spoonfuls of yogurt it was just more of something yeah um, cause I wake up so early and I went to the gym. That's at like, true. You like, wake up way earlier yeah. than me. <laughs> if, and by the way, when I used to drink coffee, I'd have like a, my kind of version of bulletproof coffee in the morning where I'd have like some MCT oil blended with coffee and that 
satiated me so I could work out with just that. So I don't mean have a meal before working out. Don't like it because it'll make you feel sick. But have something like a little bit of like oil in your coffee or milk in your coffee or just like something small. I I've guess. been so on coconut oil in my coffee lately. And it's I'm good. Obsessed with that. Yeah. It tastes amazing. And it just it's amazing. What do you eat after the gym? Um, well, I just, so I went, to, let's say this morning, for example, I'll usually have like a smoothie or something. It depends, but I kind of have like two late breakfasts and then an early dinner, <laughs> I guess you could say. So, and then a snack probably in the afternoon, um, depends like where I am and like what is around. Um, but today, yeah, like I had a smoothie after the gym with like wild frozen blueberries, um, some plant-based vanilla protein powder, um spirulina actually fresh parsley fresh spinach um it's really good to get like herbs in there um and yeah like some cacao nibs or something and then I had that and now I'm kind of hungry so probably after the podcast or something I'll have a snack or I was thinking this afternoon maybe I'll make like some eggs and sauteed kale or something more proteiny and then tonight um I'm making my boyfriend and I like a turkey bolognese and I'm just gonna have it with like zucchini noodles or something yeah um you have like a digital uh ebook ebook yes the body reset yeah I downloaded it's amazing oh my god I would have sent that to you Supporting. thank you oh my god thank you <laughs> but so yeah much. No, it talks about intermittent fasting yes. and it's got some recipes and stuff so that's so like more like my weight yeah. loss plan so right now like i'm not well i don't know i i feel like i can still like i, I haven't been a hundred percent with my like you know eating smaller portions because that's pretty much like you want to eat healthy to be radiant and to eat more food but it sucks to say it overeating is the main cause of weight gain like we all need to hear it you know even if it's healthy food because i went through a really long period of time a year or two ago where I was eating so healthy, like literally everything organic, everything this, like so healthy, but just way too much. And I'm five foot one and I don't need three, 4,000 calories a day. Like I, you know, I, it really, I, I'm so passionate about this because so many girls are like, I want to be healthy. And I'm like, yes, be healthy. And it's like, I want to lose weight. It's like, okay, but do it in an intuitive way mm-hmm. where you're not overeating. And I mean, overeating, like feeling really not good after a meal is not what you should be feeling. You should feel satisfied and energized. Energized is everything. You know, you don't want to undereat, but you don't want to overeat. There's this like perfect in-between balance. And that's why in my body reset plan, I don't give exact measurements for the food because like everyone's different. So I just give meal recommendations and then like whatever, according to your size and weight, like I don't either promote a calorie counting because that's just obsessive and not, that's not longevity, right? Like my whole thing is like a longevity based plan where you can, you know, you're still eating a bit of carbs. It's just more, when do you eat the carbs? You're still, you know, you, you can do intermittent fasting, but it's also listen to your body. A huge thing in my ebook is about intuitive eating and because that's helped me the most, right? Like if you want to change your body for like in a weight loss perspective, you also need to change your mindset around mm-hmm. food and you need to really release that those old ways of thinking that you had around food, like your link to food and emotional comfort, your link to all these different things. Yes, still enjoy it. I'm such a foodie. I love cooking. I'm such a foodie, but I think being aware that like most of us actually have a really unhealthy relationship with food and being intuitive and fasting if you feel like that's going to be good for you or you know stopping to eat before your plate is finished if you're full it's not a bad thing and as much as I love the whole culture now of like you know just don't diet at all like body positivity everything I'm so pro body positivity but I'm not pro eating like shit just because that's you know it's 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 like the complete opposite of what it was 10 years ago mm-hmm. 10 years ago it was like starve yourself look like Kate Moss or whatever and then now it's like you know don't take care of yourself but I think there's this perfect thing more towards the love yourself angle for sure um but like there's this perfect balance you can still I believe that you can have your dream body and your healthiest most radiant and most energized body while loving yourself and whatever is negative like that's why I said before like don't ever work out to punish yourself don't ever under eat to punish yourself like it's not about that it's about something long with longevity in mind and that's what the code code I'm trying to crack right now it's like how do you exactly do that like and my body reset plan is a big reflection of how what it's worked for me you know what I mean like I still want to take it up to the next level with myself Um, I'm very close to where I want to be but I still you know 
I'm really fighting through those barriers that have been really deeply ingrained now. It's like I'm now going back to like my childhood and how I was raised, like my mom's bad eating. Um, it all goes so much yeah. deeper than we really realize, yeah. I feel like. Exactly. Subconsciously, we hold on to so much. Totally. And like my mom never had a good relationship with food. She was always like, oh, that's the bad food, but it's so good, you know? But it's like, <laughs> mom, like, you know, so she's trying to unlearn that now. I'm trying to unlearn that now. So it's like a lot of just deep rooted well, shit. It's weird. Like I remember growing up, my mom wouldn't eat like avocados because they were high in fat. And yeah. It was all low fat diet yeah then. that was the back then yeah. so yeah it's just it's interesting to see the progression and just like actually re-educate yourself in a way balance um okay I want to dive into Tia yes because yes. this project's so exciting um can you okay so the influencer academy we're gonna probably end up calling it Tia a ton of times um explain in a nutshell what it is Okay, so Tia, the you just lit Academy. up. I just love how excited you got. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I've been going over the copy of thousand billion times <laughs> the past few days, but the Influencer Academy is the world's first ever certified program to teach people how to build an audience online. It's the first ever program to actually tell you how everyone else did it, not from one perspective, but from so many. So it's PhD written. It's an online program. It's like the, our bread and butter course, our original program, the TIA Pro program is is huge. It's 45 hours of coursework. It was PhD authored. So we got these amazing course curriculum developers that have done courses for like Oxford University, Columbia, like these huge universities that have created actual curriculums for them. We got them on board, got them to, you know, structure everything with our market researchers. It was like this whole big thing. And then we also, after creating all the content, got over 60 influencer videos from real influencers that literally have hundreds of thousands of millions of followers. Who are some of the ones you're working with? Um, well, we have some videos from Lauren Orlando. We have some videos from Marlon Webb, a comedian influencer. We have some videos from uh, Natalie Friedman. We have videos from all these different influencers in all different walks of life um, and all these different industries as well. Because being an influencer online, like you can be a mommy blogger, a health blogger. You can be a gamer on YouTube. Like, you know, you can, there's so many different avenues, but the core fundamental structure of building an audience online is pretty much the same. Um, so yeah, we have just like, you know, over 60 videos plus growing. We're adding more all the time um, of these real life influencers that have done it on certain topics. So you can hear from a girl with 4 million followers on how she branded herself. You can hear from someone with 1.5 million followers on how he you know, talks to brands when discussing partnerships. You can, you know, learn from someone with 30,000 followers who makes six figures a year off their business. It, we don't see being an influencer as you reaching success once you've hit a certain number. Like it, it's really about what your goals are with it, A, and then B, like how much you earn from it, if you can make it a real living. Or it's also okay if you want it just as a hobby and to help your, your real job. Because, you know, I think there's just such a gap in the market for this. It's such a huge industry now. And there was a Bloomberg stat that said that over 60 or no, over 86% of 18 or 13 to 36 year olds want to grow following online, want to become influencers and not just out of your ego. It's not, it's not that it's more to a help an existing business or venture of yours because free advertising is good for everyone you know, and you can be the voice behind it. You can actually really micromanage what you give off to the world. So having, it's just extra advertising. So it's a good for people that have an existing, um, you know, career or platform that they want to promote B for someone that just wants to do it as a hobby to have some sort of impact on the world to get their voice out there maybe they have you know big beliefs on like veganism and they want to you know show their recipes and all this stuff or three someone that actually wants to make this a full-time gig and really build it huge so Tia really just accommodates for all three of those people by giving them the best information from the best people and growing this huge community because as you guys know growing a following is it's essential to have a community of other people that are trying to do the same. You can collaborate with, you know, share your success. Like it's all about collaboration. So we have a huge community as well that we're launching with all of the people in the course and you guys can collaborate and, you know, help each other out and talk to pro influencers to give you personalized advice as well. I think it's so interesting because people are so intrigued by this. They want it so bad. They don't really know how to do it. Or I think there's people who aren't willing to put in the work and just yeah. think that it happens overnight. So like what can people expect to learn with Tia that isn't really taught in traditional education? Yeah. Oh my God. It's 
none of this like it's crazy because traditional education I actually have a really big problem with I'm like a college dropout like I yeah (laughs) like it's I think it's so freaking ridiculous to spend four years of your life and I'm sorry if I'm hurting anyone's feelings right now but I just unless you're gonna be like a brain surgeon yeah exactly unless (laughs) you you need need it (laughs) unless you're gonna be a teacher doctor lawyer where you need a piece of paper certificate like if you're just going through four years of school because you don't know what to do with your life you're going to be in debt or you know wasting your parents money unhappy probably you know just not in a positive environment because most university kids just want to party all day and eat pizza and not like their bodies and feel (laughs) shitty and not meditate and not meditate (laughs) no but you're just you know and listen there are a lot of pros to it like building a lot of friendships like being out of the house for the first time but I am just so adamant that you can learn everything that that you need to learn through the internet these days and through programs that you enroll yourself in and taking your life on your own terms is like a really big thing for us. So what people are going to learn in Tia, we have three courses in the entire big program. And the first one's all about like, just like the, like what you need to know about this industry, um, you know, learning from the history, like building a brand, the first steps to building a brand, like, you know, all the resources that you need that no one really tells you. Cause I feel like becoming an influencer up to this point, And I know, cause you know, I kind of did it myself. Right. It's like the wild, wild west. You don't really know what platform to use here, how to do this. Do algorithms really matter? Do this? like it, we literally, we have no idea. And you're wasting so much of your time. If I took a program like this, when I first started four years ago, I'd probably be at 5 million followers now and instead of 200,000, you know what I mean? Like it's all about time and being on top of things, right? So, you know, we're going to teach you how to build your brand. You're going to learn from the best of the best on exactly what works and what doesn't when it comes to posting, you know, you're going to learn about, you're also going to be given a whole schedule on how to post and when, right? So we're actually giving you tangible. Our whole theory is that like you can be in school in a university grade program like this and actually leave feeling really confident in what you're doing. Because I feel like a lot of traditional school, you're like, okay, like I get this is all theory, but like how do I freaking execute, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a lot about that. And then there's a huge section, which is my favorite part of the course is the last part of the program, um, the course three. And it's all about, entrepreneurship and it's motivation it's like productivity hacks it's like how you actually do this because you're working for yourself you know and that in itself is this huge learning curve it's not just about being an influencer it's about managing yourself it's about you know just being inspired and motivated and knowing the ins and outs of like negotiation and things like that so it's just so packed full of knowledge you can always go back to it there's this amazing community aspect of it and it is a fraction of the cost of university and it's also ever evolving. A lot of people ask, okay, but how do you get with the times? You know, like I buy this program and then what, what if the next TikTok comes around the corner? And it's like, yeah, we have our market researchers literally quarterly go through the current state of social media and update things. It's not a textbook from 2007. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like you're paving the way. Well, you're helping pave the way for the future of education. And that must feel so cool. And you it's should be really so proud cool. of yourself. And that. I'm just, I'm just so grateful to be, like I said before, like involved with this. It wasn't my idea. It was my two partners ideas. They conceived together because one of their daughters is 14 and came home from school one day and was like, I want to be a YouTuber, you know? So it's like, they kind of understood as entrepreneurs that, this is the future and I think that's the best from like a business fan standpoint the best way to create businesses it's like what's lacking what what's what's going to be next like thinking in advance how did it all start to go into motion once the idea was presented like how did you become involved in mm-hmm. Tia and then yeah. what did the steps look like it's a funny process because Dan and I one of the partners we actually I was going to be like a brand ambassador for one of his other companies he's like a big time investor he has many different companies on the go all the time and um a family friend introduced us because like I guess for 40 year olds like you they don't know many influencers (laughs) (laughs) so one of like these this family friend like dad was like oh I know an influencer that can help with your CBD brand that can promote it and I was like it doesn't sound like that but anyway um so Dan was like yeah sure so I spoke to him and was on this big conference call with like 10 of his team members from that other CBD brand and um you know, I told them about being an influencer and what it's like and because they never worked with anyone before. So I actually had to explain the entire, you know, industry essentially and how it works with brand partnerships. And I was very informed because since I was 18 years old, I wanted to be a fashion blogger and I've learned everything there is under the sun about this. So he was like, 
you know, I, I guess that deal ended up falling through because it wasn't super on brand for me. But he kept in touch with me and he was like, he wasn't maybe with another company of mine. We can work together in the future, whatever. And a month later, he messages me and he's like, hey, I am starting a new company with a partner of mine who I helped build Canada's biggest education company with. And we're going to do on trend certified programs to help people with emerging markets. Right. So it's like Bitcoin and uh, influencer marketing and all this stuff that that was their original idea. But now fast forward, the influencer academy has just taken over everything because it's been such a huge thing. Um, But yeah, so I kind of got involved in that way. He didn't really ask me to be involved at first. He was more asking my advice on the curriculum that was developed. And I came in and I was like, oh, like I would do this X, Y and Z differently. And they were like, oh, wait, do you actually like, are you busy? (laughs) Like, Do you want (laughs) to potentially help and come on board and maybe consult? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then that kind of turned into becoming a partner and, you know, talking stock and stuff. So I kind of came in right at the beginning and really cool. A lot of it has evolved and I've changed a lot around like with like the well my idea of the marketing was just purely influencer marketing of course right so I've been in control of a lot of that I've been developing like the, a lot of the program it's been me and the PhDs or the market researchers we've hired on um, as the subject matter expert with them with other influencers kind of helping create the entire thing I know so you, so cool I know you touched a bit about on about the courses of Tia and all that but what do you think three things Tia is teaching that no one else is right now? Like if you just had to sum it up in like little bullet points. Everything. So you're literally <laughs> learning how to build a following online from the best. There's nowhere else out there that teaches you from everyone else's perspective because becoming an influencer, there's not just one route to do it. There are many different ones. You know, someone could go on TV. Someone could do this. Someone could just build it completely organically. Someone can collaborate with like, there's just so many different ways. So there's no one program out there. Like Tia, I can't say three things. It's everything. It's, there's nothing that is similar to anything else out there like this. Nothing at all. Do you think it's valuable for even just small business owners? Like if they're not influencing themselves, but they're still influencing their brand to go through the curriculum? hundred percent. It, you know, listen, we're, we're targeting individuals, but a small business would benefit from this tremendously as well. Like it's, it's not, you could just switch out the individual part with business part and everything would be still relevant. Also, it gives them the flip side of working with an influencer in that perspective because they're getting what that curriculum, yeah. They know what to do. You know, we literally give templates on how to pitch yourself to brands and that brand could also, you know, use similar ones to pitch themselves to influencers, you know, to do gifting. Like there's just so many different things. I think understanding just like the, base of it which is the original tia program pro program understanding just the base of everything would help you in any area if you just want to learn about social media in general like it's huge there's what no do course you, on this um like who is the ideal tia student like if someone's sitting here thinking is tia for me like what would you kind of get them to question in their own head before like signing up yeah so in my eyes this is maybe different to my partners but in my eyes the ideal tia student she might be well he or she it's it's for both but for me because i'm a girl i relate more to women she might be the version of mimi that was in university and didn't really feel like 100 percent this was what she was meant to be doing at the moment at this moment and maybe she wanted something more part-time that she could do on her own time and on her own terms that wasn't too expensive to help her create another business or stream of income um, and learn about something that she's actually passionate about and kind of that sets her apart from the crowd that gives her that competitive advantage because I always like that I always like doing things that other people didn't really know about or do so I think a girl maybe either in school or just left high school or just left university or you know in a corporate job that she fucking hates you know because this is our, our target audience is 18 to 28 year olds really or 30 year olds like but really it could be anyone that just doesn't feel like what they're doing right now is what they should be doing and I'm not saying everyone's life purpose should be an influencer because I think there's a bad connotation with that word but we're trying to you know really change that connotation being an influencer is not a hot girl that posts selfies all day it's about someone that makes an impact online someone that spreads their message and their voice and inspires and helps the world and motivates people you know look at the Greta Thunbergs of the world Mm -hmm. like she's an influencer and she's making an incredible change. You don't need to be an Instagram model to be an influencer. Everyone's, I think actually every single person on earth is an influencer. It just depends on how many people they're influencing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it's anyone who doesn't feel like what they're doing right now is fulfilling. And 
anyone who feels like they have more to give and they want their voice to be heard and they want to build an incredible community around what their passions are, whether that's cooking, health, fitness, whatever it is, or even just personal development or even just talking about funny stories and making comedy videos, like it doesn't matter. It's just connection. It's human connection that we all lack so much in today's world. Completely, yeah. completely agree. Um, okay, I have a couple uh, listener questions. So without giving away like Tia curriculum, yes. um, Donna Marie asks, how do I increase my followers on IG um, short of that following, unfollowing, refollowing trick to oh, stimulate yeah. the algorithm? That does not even work. No, Don't like <laughs> For me personally, and this is what we try to teach in Tia as well, it's not this like weird algorithm thing it's it's really we we kind of go down to like more of the basics and it's like creating a freaking epic brand through you who you are so I would say stop posting things you think other people want to see and start posting things that you truly truly think that someone just like you would want to hear and something that you just learn and go through that growth yourself as well so me personally not talking about Tia because obviously the easy answer would be like oh go and roll on Tia <laughs> <laughs> um launching like March 10th or whatever um but for me it, it what changed with my growth on my Instagram and my podcast is when I actually started talking about things that really was something that I cared about you know the fashion vlogging thing wasn't something I really cared about so I wasn't really attracting the people